No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today, we see where David confirms his oath to Bathsheba and makes Solomon the next king of Israel. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 1 Kings chapter 1 on Simply the Bible. David was old and in failing health. The people were wondering who would succeed him as king. His oldest son, Adonijah, had made a claim for the throne and gathered a following of supporters. He put on a big coronation party and invited all his brothers, except for Solomon. He also didn't invite Zadok, the priest, Nathan, the prophet, or Benaiah, the commander of David's bodyguard. Nathan had Bathsheba go before the king to remind him of his promise that he would make Solomon the next king, and then also to report what Adonijah was doing. Then Nathan came in confirming the report. Now, what would David do? We continue in 1 Kings chapter 1, verse 28. Then King David answered and said, Call Bathsheba to me. So she came into the king's presence and stood before the king. And the king took an oath and said, As the Lord lives, who has redeemed my life from every distress, just as I swore to you by the Lord God of Israel, saying, Assuredly, Solomon your son shall be king after me, and he shall sit on my throne in my place, so I certainly will do this day. Then Bathsheba bowed with her face to the earth and paid homage to the king and said, Let my lord, King David, live forever. You see, Nathan knew that David would be a man of his word, and surely he was. He wrote in Psalm 15, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? He who swears to his own hurt and does not change. So David kept his oath. Actually, we saw last time from 1 Chronicles 22 that it was God, really, who had given David and Bathsheba's second son the name Solomon, which means peace. For God would give peace and quietness to Israel in his days, and he would build the temple, and God would establish his throne forever. The Lord also gave Solomon the name Jedidiah, which means beloved of the Lord. God had made his sovereign choice, and David had made a promise to Bathsheba, a promise that he would now keep. Solomon would be the next king. But in this, it's interesting what David tells Bathsheba in verse 29. He said, As the Lord lives, who has redeemed my life from every distress. I love that. I love the fact that David could look over his life and realize that every distressful circumstance he had ever been in, God had delivered him from it. Now, he didn't say God keeps me from it. He had to go through some pretty hard stuff, especially on the run from Saul for so many years. But he saw that God was faithful to deliver him sometimes through it, but always God would bring him out of it in the nick of time, perhaps, but God was faithful. 
You know, this promise is for every believer in Jesus Christ. God works all things together for good in our lives. Now, that's not just for everybody, but for those who are trusting in Jesus Christ, we have the confidence that God is working through all the circumstances to do His will, His best will in our lives. And sometimes He will allow us to go through the fire, but He will be with us in the fire. Why does God allow us to go through the fire? Sometimes it's the only way for us to learn the lessons he wants us to learn. But the day will come when we will look back upon every distress and see how God redeemed our lives through it. His past faithfulness demands our present trust. So if you're going through a time of great distress right now, you may not see how is this going to work for good. But if you trust in the Lord, He will deliver you through it in his time. Verse 32. And King David said, Call to me Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, and Benaiah the son of Jehoiada. So they came before the king. The king also said to them, Take with you the servants of your Lord and have Solomon, my son, ride on my own mule and take him down to Gihon. There let Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet anoint him king over Israel and blow the horn and say, Long live King Solomon. Then you shall come up after him and he shall come and sit on my throne and he shall be king in my place. For I have appointed him to be ruler over Israel and Judah. So David gives the order here that Solomon should ride on his mule. Now, why a mule? That is what the kings would ride on, and it would be an expression of peace. And that would be so fitting for the reign of Solomon. Now, of course, we know that Jesus, when he comes again, he will come riding a white horse, and he will be executing the judgment and the fierce wrath of God against a Christ-rejecting world. But at this point, it was a mule that Solomon would be placed upon. It would be the king's own special mule, and thus be telling everybody that Solomon was the new king. He would also be anointed by both the priest and the prophet. Oil in scripture is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. It is the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon a person that qualifies him or her for ministry. Samuel was both a priest and prophet when he anointed David with oil as a shepherd boy. Now Zadok, the priest, and Nathan, the prophet, would do the same thing to Solomon. Only Solomon wouldn't have to wait over 10 years to become king like David did. He would immediately sit on the throne and become king. While David was still alive, he would have time to transition the kingdom over to Solomon, helping his inexperienced son. Whenever we see a king being anointed, it points to the son of David, the anointed one, the Messiah, the Christ. Jesus had been proclaimed by the Father to be the Christ and Lord. He is the anointed king, but he has also waited nearly 2,000 years since God raised him from the dead. Today he sits at the right hand of God in heaven, but the day is coming when he will return to sit on the throne of David forevermore. How patient Jesus has been waiting for his coronation day. Verse 36. Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, answered the king and said, Amen. May the Lord God of my Lord, the king, say so too. As the Lord has been with my Lord, the king, 
Even so may he be with Solomon and make his throne greater than the throne of my Lord, King David. Benaiah was the son of a priest, but he left the priesthood to become a soldier. And he was one of David's mighty men and the commander of the king's special forces and bodyguard. He was loyal to David and would be loyal to Solomon. He gives a blessing indicating his support of David's appointment, but also that the Lord himself would support what David had said. Benaiah was the kind of loyal staff member every leader should have. So David the priest, Nathan the prophet, Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, the Kirathites, and the Pelathites went down and had Solomon ride on King David's mule and took him to Gihon. Then Zadok the priest took a horn of oil from the tabernacle and anointed Solomon. And they blew the horn, and all the people said, Long live King Solomon! And all the people went up after him, and the people played the flutes and rejoiced with great joy, so that the earth seemed to split with their sound. This was just a great celebration. Everybody was happy that David had pronounced the king while he was still alive. There was no doubt he was naming Solomon as the succeeder to the throne. And they had great respect for David's appointment and Solomon's qualifications, for they said, long live King Solomon. And celebrated with great joy, great exuberance, they so loudly proclaimed, long live King Solomon, that the earth seemed to split with the sound. Now Adonijah and all the guests who were with him heard it as they finished eating. And when Joab heard the sound of the horn, he said, Why is the city in such a noisy uproar? Joab, as the commander of the army, he was used to listening for signs of the enemy's advance. This was not good, what he was hearing. While he was still speaking, there came Jonathan, the son of Abiathar, the priest, And Adonijah said to him, Come in, for you are a prominent man, and bring good news. Then Jonathan answered and said to Adonijah, No, our lord King David has made Solomon king. The king has sent with him Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, the Kirathites and the Pelathites, and they have made him ride on the king's mule. So Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet have anointed him king at Gihon, And they have gone up from there rejoicing, so that the city is in an uproar. This is the noise that you have heard. Also, Solomon sits on the throne of the kingdom. And moreover, the king's servants have gone to bless our Lord King David, saying, May God make the name of Solomon better than your name, and may he make his throne greater than your throne. Then the king bowed himself on the bed. Also, the king said thus, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who has given one to sit on my throne this day, while my eyes see it. When Absalom had revolted against David, it was this Jonathan, the son of Abiathar, the priest, who had been one of the spies who brought word to David of Absalom's plans. Now he reported this bad news to Adonijah and his followers. Immediately they knew they were against David's plans to make Solomon king. They had seen what happened to Absalom and how it ended in disaster. And it was common practice in that day that when a king came to power, he would squash any resistance or rival to the throne. All their lives were in immediate danger. Adonijah's self-exalting grab to the throne had just ended in humiliation. 
So all the guests who were with Adonijah were afraid and arose, and each one went his way. They scrammed fast. Now Adonijah was afraid of Solomon, so he arose and went and took hold of the horns of the altar. The horns of the altar were four raised areas at the corners of the altar of burnt offering. They looked like rounded horns. And the blood of the sacrifices was placed on the horns of the altar. So it was a place of mercy and forgiveness of sins. Adonijah, in holding fast to the horns of the altar, was seeking the same mercy from Solomon that people receive from God. He was admitting his own wrongdoing, for he knew that his father had chosen Solomon to be king over him, which was why he invited all his brothers to his coronation party, except for Solomon. And it was told Solomon, saying, Indeed, Adonijah is afraid of King Solomon, for look, he has taken hold of the horns of the altar, saying, Let King Solomon swear to me today that he will not put his servant to death with the sword. Then Solomon said, If he proves himself a worthy man, not one hair of him shall fall to the earth. But if wickedness is found in him, he shall die. So King Solomon sent them to bring him down from the altar, and he came and fell down before King Solomon. And Solomon said to him, Go to your house. So Solomon proved himself to be not only a man of peace, but also of mercy. He gave Adonijah a chance here to prove himself worthy by submitting to God's choice, and Solomon's rule. But we will see that Adonijah's self-serving ambition would not be put away so easily. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. A person's last words are very important. Tomorrow, we will see where David charges Solomon to keep the way of the Lord. He also gives instructions for dealing with certain men. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Kings on Simply the Bible.